Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Metro Minute podcast. My name is Mike Van Camp, Associate Executive Director of the Metro Bureau, and I have the pleasure of speaking with two experts today on a very timely and relevant topic. So our experts in the law and legal action uh, in Lansing and throughout the state of Michigan here for today's topic really is what comes next. So we're going to be talking a bit about predicting legislative action and legal developments in order to help school districts plan for the next school year. We're joined by Kevin Sutton, attorney at Miller Johnson, and Bob Kefkin, associate director for government relations for the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principals. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, Mike. Hey. So how about we begin by just having both of you provide a little background on the work you do and how it relates to today's topic. For sure. I'll go first. Uh, my name is Bob Kefchen. Uh As Mike said, I work for the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principal as I've been there about 12 years now. Uh, and my job is the lobbyist. And uh, so I'm the guy that gets to go to the big domed building in downtown Lansing and talk to the crazy people there about their ideas. Uh, my uh, my background is entirely in politics. Both of my parents were educators. Uh, my dad was a school superintendent for 20 something years and uh, was a member of the Metro Bureau for several years. But my background is in politics. I started out in the state house, moved over to the Michigan Association of Superintendents and Administrators, and then over to MASSP, where I've been for the last 12 years. Uh, and so my focus, my background, my job is all about the policies and laws and discussions that are going on in Lansing, whether it's in the state legislature or the Department of Education. And I have the privilege of following that introduction. And I'm I'm Kevin Sutton, and I'm the uh, the chair of the education practice group at uh, Miller Johnson. Um, what do we do on a daily basis? E everything it seems these days uh, under the sun that schools uh, might need everything from student discipline to labor relations to special ed compliance to third party contracts with food service and transportation. Uh, really, any and everything that school districts need, any and everything that school districts are involved with, uh, we are involved with. Um, and it, these days, it's a it's a, a menagerie of challenges that we're facing and trying uh, to navigate. Much like uh, Bob. I I have uh, I have uh, education and educators in, in my family lineage. Uh, my mom was a special education uh, teacher, building principal, curriculum director, and retired uh, as a deputy superintendent. Uh, and my wife, Lauren, is an elementary teacher and uh, never a shortage of fun stories that come home every single night uh, with her. But uh, a great privilege for us to work with, um, you know, dozens and dozens of districts across the great state of Michigan, helping navigate the challenges that come up on a day to day basis. Thank you. So let's set some context here. Uh, as we know, our public education world is buzzing about changes that are either taking place or coming down the road, mainly due to a new party being in control in Lansing. Uh, I believe, and Bob set me straight on this, I believe maybe for the first time in 12 years or so that we've had a new party in control. So what so changes... Go, go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's it, it's 12 years since the Dems have controlled either chamber of the legislature. It was the 2008-2009 uh, legislative session was the last time that they controlled the House, and it was just the House, not the Senate. 
But the last time the Dems controlled all three branches of the lawmaking stool, the governor's office, the House and the Senate, was 40 years ago. And so as we're talking about all of the things that are being discussed in Lansing right now, understand that we have a 40-year time period during which the Democrats' agenda hasn't been something that they could push without either having to bargain it with the Republicans or just not get anything done. During that same time, uh, the bulk of uh, Governor Engler's time in office and all of Governor Snyder's time in office was entirely Republican control. And so as we're looking at this, the Republicans during the last 40 years have been able to push significant changes in state law, uh, often over the objection of Democrats. And so now with the Democrats in control, there's a lot of angst about what are they going to do? Uh, I think particularly uh, around what changes uh, are a pro-union party going to make around collective bargaining and the other. But this is a 40-year pent-up agenda that we're seeing uh, come very quickly uh, in this new year. So it, has anything been passed so far or, or enacted so far? What, what, what are we seeing going on now? So the two big changes we've seen so far are that the legislature's passed right to work and the legislature has passed prevailing wage. Now, when I say two big things, these are the two big things uh, that are major uh, union priorities that are major collective bargaining issues. The thing with the right to work is, and I think Kevin can clarify this, it doesn't do much for schools. Uh, my understanding is there's a Supreme Court decision that says that right to work doesn't really mean much for public employers. And prevailing wage will impact the cost of school projects, but there's language in the bill that passed, 4007, that says that if you've already passed a millage to pay for a project, it's grandfathered and it, prevailing wage doesn't apply to it. So the impact of the changes that have happened already is likely to be either small or pushed out into the future. Yeah, Mike, and I, I think as we see the headlines, you know, pop up on our phones on a daily basis, whether they're from the Detroit Free Press, the Detroit News, or, or whatever media source you're following, um, it's that agenda, that 40 years of pent up uh, agenda that we're seeing come out. And, and you know, we've talked a, a lot in our circles over the last decade about how to a great extent, there was almost a reset button hit in 2011 as it related to public education in Michigan. We looked at uh, changes to the prohibited subjects of bargaining. We looked at the teacher evaluation system. Uh, in recent years, we had the third grade reading law. There's been some discussion just recently about the, the grading dashboard and whether or not we should have uh, those things. And so I think the thing that we're uh, paying keen attention to is those things that will impact most directly the classroom, those things that we'll see having the most immediate impact uh, on the operations uh, of the school day to day with students and what that's going to look like and, and how ambitious um, uh, the controlling party will be in terms of pushing that agenda. We've heard, you know, differing, differing accounts and they seem to be moving at a pretty good clip already. Uh, so how fast they will continue to push, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Well, and I think with that, what you're going to see introduced as legislation doesn't necessarily reflect what's going to pass as legislation. Um, you're going to see bills, and the Dems introduced these bills last time, on prohibited subjects of bargaining. 
on healthcare. Uh, there's a bill moving through the process right now that would change step freezes. So right now your contract expires, your steps freeze, your uh, bargaining unit picks up any additional cost for healthcare, uh, any, any increases in healthcare, and there's no retroactive pay. There's a bill moving that would essentially walk back all three of those. And that's moving through the process right now. So that's one of the big things that I know has been something that administrators have used to try and settle contracts, especially in the last 10 years, uh, that's already moving. And so we don't really have, we can guess to Kevin's point about what might be coming, but we don't really have a complete picture yet of what's gonna be moving. And the other thing I would point to on this, and I think Kevin can, can speak to this uh, very specifically is, not all prohibited subjects are equally important neither to the administrators nor to the unions. Right of assignment, teacher placement is at the top of the list for school principals in terms of prohibited subjects. It makes it so that principals can make sure that they can staff classrooms and avoid layoffs and keep kids learning. Um, is that, and this is I think really the question, is that the top priority of the teachers unions or is it um, bargaining whether or not to contract uh, with third parties for non-instructional services, or is it um, bargaining layoff and recall? So not every issue within the prohibited subjects, because there are what, like 16 of them, Kevin? Not everything's created equal. Well, absolutely. And I think Bob uh, presents really the dichotomy of the difference between what the work he does and the work that I get to do. Bob gets to try to mold this on the front end while they're talking about it, while they're debating about it, while they're trying to get input from stakeholders to see what the language is going to be. And in my role, I got to wait and see what the language is. And then we've got to respond to it right in a way um, that helps the districts navigate the new edicts or mandates that have been imposed on them. And I would say certainly that's probably the one from a labor relations standpoint that we're watching the most closely uh, because i think depending on how broad those legislative changes are they can have the most significant impacts uh, i talked to a superintendent just the other day who said oh goodness it seems like we're headed back to the days of impasse and all that other good stuff and i said we don't know we're, we're just going to have to wait and see and i think the other thing that that is important to think about and we'll continue to dialogue about as we move toward our session on april 18th is there are things that are going to happen that maybe on the surface don't look like they're school issues but are absolutely school issues when you think about the the changes that were just passed to the elliott larson civil rights act as it relates to expanding the definition of, of protected classes to include sexual orientation to include gender identity that absolutely has implications uh, in the school setting in terms of what rights and responsibilities uh, our lgbtq students might have our lgbtq staff might have and so things that maybe on the surface don't look like they're quote unquote school issues can absolutely have an impact on the schools. And those are things that we'll be interpreting and, and, and helping districts navigate as we move forward. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm, Bob, I'm gonna just do a little segue because Kevin referenced April 18th. So I'm gonna take a time and plug April 18th. Um, Metro Bureau is sponsoring a seminar with Kevin and Bob, uh, looking into the crystal ball to help us predict what's gonna be coming up next in the courts and in Lansing. Uh, right along this topic that we're discussing today. Could be court cases, could be legislation, could be interpreting new rules that, that are handed down. 
Um, so April 18th in Dearborn, and at the end of our discussion, we'll be given information on how to register for that. So Bob, I kind of cut you off. Um, you were going to follow up to, on Kevin's comments. I was going to build on Kevin's comment about uh, not all school issues are directly school issues. To that point, the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act, I said that the two big things that have happened so far are right to work and prevailing wage. Well, right to work and prevailing wage are two big things that have happened, but Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act Amendment is another big thing that has happened. Uh, another big thing that has happened was the tax deal that the Dems struck earlier this session. Specifically for educators, what it did is exempt public pensions from income tax. So for any retirees, school retirees, or aspiring school retirees, uh, that is going to impact your bottom line uh, when you're looking to retire and you're budgeting for what that's going to cost after you're gone. The other thing that that impacts, though, hugely, is the bottom line for schools. So when you're exempting that income, you're costing the school aid fund, you're costing the state's general fund millions and millions of dollars. That's fine now when we're pretty flush with cash. That may not be the same case in five years. Uh, and so as we're looking at these things like collective bargaining issues, or one we haven't talked about yet, 80-20 hard cap on health care, or um, the step freezes, in five years, the financial picture of the state could be very different. And so as we're legislating these things around what are we putting back on the bargaining table, what tools are we uh, changing or taking away from school administrators with regard to settling contracts? What limitations on healthcare costs are we taking away that in five or 10 years from now, when maybe the state's budget isn't looking quite so good, are going to matter a lot more than they do now? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and, and candidly, um, uh, it's not just the legislative action. You know, if there's not enough happening in Lansing uh, already, We've got some court cases that have come out in the last handful of weeks that have significant implications that may result in more lobbying and legislative changes. We look at the governmental immunity decision out of Oxford. We look at the U.S. Supreme Court decision that just came out uh, relative to Sturgis Public Schools. And so there's a lot for us to consider and a lot for us to talk about that obviously we can't cover during the course of this podcast, but we will be diving into in depth during the course of our session on April 18th. Oh, you guys are just hitting on everything. I don't know if I'm getting nervous or not. Uh, I, I've seen some of the predictions on how it would impact school districts financially if we move from 80-20 to 90-10 um, over a period of years, just to Bob's point. So uh, there, there is a lot, and I know districts are, are taking all of this into consideration. Um, any final comments? We've hit on legislation. We've hit on... Um, court cases. Uh, any final comments uh, before we wrap up today? Just looking forward to seeing everybody on April 18th. Uh, I suspect that by the time we all get together, there's going to be even more to talk about. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, buckle up. It's already been an interesting ride, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of fun uh, on the 18th talking about this this myriad of issues. I lobbied Mike to call the session, you know, two good looking bald guys, but we didn't get that approved. Uh, but we're still going to have a good time. Uh, still have a good time going over everything and helping everybody decipher everything that's going on, or well, making them more confused. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, and hopefully some things are clarified by then. And uh, I know that we all appreciate the the work both of you do and and for taking the time to share with us today and uh, prepare a presentation for us on April 18th, you're, you're both tremendous ambassadors to public education in Michigan, and, and uh, we're all better for it. So thank you, Kevin and Bob. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. And to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to visit the Metro Bureau website at www.metrobureau.org for details on how to register for the April 18th seminar in Dearborn featuring Kevin Sutton and Bob Kefkin. Just log into that website. All of the details are posted. Remember, the Metro Bureau is here to assist and support our members navigate the complex world of public ed. We're all in this together. So just give a call or contact us through the website. We hope to see you soon at one of our upcoming events. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.